Welcome, everybody. It's the series finale podcast, the only podcast where three comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never even seen. I'm Zach. I'm John Paul. And I'm Nasty Jack. Hi, puppy. <laughs> Thank you for coming in today. Uh, if you really enjoy our program and you want more programs, you can go to patreon.com slash series finale for a bonus episode of this program where we watch lots of fun TV and we might even... Watch an episode of the Kevin Samuels YouTube show. <laughs> so uh, if any ladies want some dating advice, tune in as we listen to the great Kevin Samuels. And if you become a Patreon member, you can send us suggestions for what you'd like us to watch and talk about. I think we have never turned down a suggestion yet. We've done when we did Drive to Survive, the F1 show. That yes. was based on a suggestion from Mr. Paul Cyphers yeah. uh, out of Austin TX. That's right. And yeah. I also heard them talking about F1 Drive to Survive on Punks on the Net, podcast by listener Chris P. Yeah. Crispy, yeah, we won't even say his full name. <laughs> we just call him Crispy. Crispy. Crispy, <laughs> ba- Crispy Bacon. And this week we watched a program called Girls Incarcerated, which I did not select. It's on Netflix. It's a program <laughs> about reality TV show about juvenile offenders. I picked it with you in mind because I thought, I thought, hey, reality TV, the only genre of TV that Zach can stand. I got to mm-hmm. put one on and here Can you me. tell me? Can I tell you something right now? The trend continues. <laughs> this is the saddest program we've ever watched. It is absolutely heartbreaking. It is sad. I, I've never seen a drama or any kind of show that, that, in, that stirred up the kind of emotions in me that this program did. Really? Reality TV can hit harder, <laughs> and sometimes it's funnier. Like, South Beach Toe is funnier than, you know, than Last Man Standing. So it's like a reality TV can be Dude. funnier than a sitcom and more heart-wrenching. Th- than a prestige drama. That yeah. is just objectively true that South Beach Toe is funnier than Last Man yeah, Standing. It's not, yeah, it's not hyperbolic. And like, Girls Incarcerated is a sadder show than... Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Well, I don't know if Gossip Girl was going for sad, but what was going for sad? What would be sad? 13 like, Reasons Why. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons yes. Why. Way sadder than that. Because Girls Incarcerated is about... People with bleak futures, and they don't even know it yet. Dude, you've got a 16-year-old girl who's addicted to meth. She was in pri- – the day, the day she gets out, she starts doing meth. And you've got, like, her fourth-grade friend who probably lost touch oh. with her years ago. They The producers hooked them up in a coffee shop, and it's that just, was like, horrible, brutal. Dude. It's a brutal scene. Yeah. You've got babies raising babies. Literally, you have a girl in there who has behavioral issues and is struggling with her own mother. She's 16 years old. Tiffany she's Chrysler. She's mm. struggling with obedience problems to follow her mother's instructions. She has a child of her own yeah. that she hasn't seen in a year yeah. because she's been locked up. And then you've got other people, like maybe, I forget which girl this was specifically. No, that was Tiffany Chrysler, and her daughter was Allison Pontiac Firebird. <laughs> Then there was a, a girl <laughs> who, the second she got out, she ran away and went back for her third stay. You've got people who, the children, they don't, they don't even want to go back out into real, because they, they, they want this. It's so heartbreaking. Yeah. It's the, devastating. Yes. The Girls Incarcerated is a reality show that follows uh, ju- uh, juvenile women, girls, 
that are incarcerated at a Laporte fa- at a Laporte facility in Indiana. So these are people in Indiana already kind of a prison, and then they are locked <laughs> away in juvenile detention for in some case. I think the only crime I heard people describe as they're locked up for was armed robbery. But if they're locked up, they've probably been convicted of something. You know, fairly serious. Some of it could have been truancy. I don't know. If you're a child in the criminal justice system, there's there's problems at home. You're yeah. You're a victim, even if you've committed. You know what I mean? That's not good. And that's what the uh, Gast Gasto, the name of the warden, oh, ga- he, ga- um, Gallopo, Gallopo. Gallopo. He talks about in one of his cutaway scenes how people they had a rough start in life, and hopefully they can get them back on track for a second chance i mean this episode title was called second chance yeah yeah uh it, zach this takes place in indiana have you ever been to indiana yeah i have been to indiana where's it what's in indiana uh i an ex-girlfriend's family oh. i've very much <laughs> been to indiana and i liked it very much oh, and i don't want to reflect so on my time oh, in indiana sorry dude oh. i'm sorry I, I what a monster! I have been to I, that what a monster! Moment. I, know, I, I knew TMZ it wasn't as you. soon as I answered, and you really did not know. I went to Indiana, and Indiana it rocks. It's like yeah. way cheaper than here, and it's all the same stuff, and they have a lot more daylight. And all the teen girls are locked up, so there's a lot more mall space. The the food court at the mall, you can get a seat because all the teen girls are locked up in prison with babies at home with grandma. Hey, you know who said it best? John Prine. He summed summed it up. Unwed fathers, they can't be bothered. And then <laughs> what else does he sing in the song? He says, someone's children out having children. <laughs> it's a great song, dude. <laughs> Rest in peace, John Prine. The only time I felt sad during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, it's sad that John Prine's dead, and it's sad that children are in jail. Yeah. But yeah. it also, I don't know. This could be what, what would fall under copaganda, right? Show that's like a big woke Twitter term. Copaganda shows like Brooklyn Nine Nine, where you show the police as like people with ethics, right? Yes. I mean, th- these patently untrue. These children were not called inmates; they're called students, mm-hmm. and they're going to school and they're receiving counseling. It does seem to me that people are receiving assistance there seems like they're trying to get help now one moment at one moment one girl is removed from gen pop because gen pop doesn't seem uh, they're in bunk beds they're all in one room right that you tensions are going to flare obviously but then they lock a girl up in a single cell i was like dude i would i would go crazy in prison i I really can't even imagine being locked in a cell would I, I don't think I could do there's it. No, the bed's not even off the ground. It's oh. just a mat on the ground. It's so bad. You have to get real. They wear Velcro shoes, too. <laughs> that, there are some perks, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> there are some perks, you know. It's not well, all it, bad. It used to just be an odd fellow's house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is who, who gets locked up is Reyes. And Reyes, in this episode, is sort of cast as kind of a villainous character, I would say. She's sort of tormenting Kennedy Abishan, who is this adorable blonde white girl. As um, vengeance for scorn. She's a scorned lover who's harassing an ex. Yes. Oh, really? I, Most- I didn't pick this up in the show, but when I Googled it, I saw that apparently they had had like a relationship prior. 
Which does make sense. And then one other girl, Davis, loses her burgundy shirt, which is some kind of identifier that of, was of sad privilege as day hell, dude. because of inappropriate touching. Like, yeah. Gallopo is just kind of cracking down on romance between the students. I thought that this was like one of the few benefits to going to prison is that you could have same sex <laughs> relationships. I thought, like, you're locked away from your friends and family. You're being exploited by a, a, a prison system doesn't care about you, but you can go gay for the stay and have a good con- Dude, good time. It, it's so tough to to think about like the the position that Galpo, the leader of uh, the 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 what the warden basically, yeah, sure, the the position to be in, yeah, is like if you crack down on it, right, then people have to do it in secrecy, and it's like you can really fuck up a person's stay, right, because then they're. They lose their burgundy. They get added days under the probation. But, like, there's also, like, if but if you don't crack on it, then you have all these inner triangles. And but these, those like, happen anyway, right? Yeah. Whether you crack down or not. In one thing that there's no one's, nothing's going to result in a pregnancy. So it's like, yeah. there's like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand it's a nightmare that these people start dating each other because <laughs> then, then you end up harassing people. Yeah. But the post-breakup harassment, now you've broken a rule. You can't do that. But I don't know that there's necessarily a reason to be like, you can't date. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm sure they know a reason yeah. why, but I don't know. You would probably be a more fun warden than the Gallopo. <laughs> I would just hate. I don't. I, I would never be a teacher or anything because I don't want to see, you know, I didn't. You, you want to uh, what's meld minds, right? You want to educate people. You don't want to be policing hormonal teenager experimentation. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. I don't want to see it. No, nothing. And then you're in a government position. Yeah. Like, you, they have rules, you know? It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's not you want to mold minds. Mold minds. Not meld, meld, meld minds. Mind yeah. melds are what Vulcans do on Star Trek. <laughs> it's the, it's telepathically connecting to someone else. I want to shred minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, a, it is kind of a sad show, I guess, when you look at it from that perspective. I don't know that we've watched a sadder program. Um, I don't, yeah, that's a good question. What, what's been sadder? Carnival when we found out Vern Troyer died <laughs> this as was, we recorded the episode. This was and apparently like we were not respectful about it. <laughs> no, this is definitely sad. And I think the, the hardest part of this is... Gallopo like, kind of looks like Vern Troyer. He looks like a bigger Vern Troyer. He does. A mega me. <laughs> <laughs> it was watching the show. You're just waiting for the final like minute when they just do the post uh, show recap of like where the girls are now. All dead. That's yeah, what I was expecting. They, they were all like, I would say 30% of them were like the producer couldn't find them. You know, it's like, what the fuck is going on? You yeah. Know? But there were a couple that seemed to be doing okay. I don't know. Maybe. It's tough, man. Yeah. They are in tough position. Yeah. Kennedy is like, uh, she has f- had this former relationship with Rez, and now apparently they're broken up. And the episode really opens with Rez is like, got her glasses, and she's like fucking with them and breaking it's, them. And it's r- like, no one's stopping her. Like, right. you, to stop her, you'd have to like fight her. I bet Rez oh, would whip amazing. her ass. There's another scene where, like, dude, these people are children. They're getting in like little bickering fights on the way. Just leave it alone. In, uh, the best part for me is they were they were in a juvenile detention facility. There's like twelve of them. They have to go to school. There's a scene of Reyes of someone skipping cutting class. You know <laughs> what I mean? how, how can you cut class in jail? <laughs> Reyes, like you try to like be like okay, this girl's got a tough life, but she's such a jerk. 
you know, she really is being so like such a dickhead to everyone. <laughs> yeah, terrorizing yeah. this girl. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I assume that th- there are fights all the time. You got twenty four people sharing a bedroom, so they're not gonna willy nilly just transfer people between them. Because every day people would ask, ah, oh, she she took my thing. I don't want to see right. her. So you got to deal with small problems. Reyes ends up writing fake emails from oh, Kennedy to, to her mom, mom, which is like that actually is demonic. Yeah, that's mean. Yeah, mean she sends stuff. like a, a message to the prison system and tells Kennedy's mom, like impersonating her, like you're a bitch, you're a cunt, I hate you, I never want to see you. The one thing that I found hard to listen to too right because i i don't work in the system so i don't see the whole thing i don't know the tropes i don't understand who these children are so to me they're just they're just children they shouldn't be criminalized but one gallopo refers to that that situation ray is doing it he says it was a criminal act that displayed a criminal mind sure that was tough for me to hear a child's behavior being discussed as cr- a criminal mind yeah, yeah especially i mean because it's something that happens in the boston comedy scene all the time <laughs> <laughs> she just needs to it's, hit up an open mic and she'll be a great <laughs> people will love it um, <laughs> the um you're right though that uh gallopo describes it as a criminal act and in this clip from the show we can actually hear as as she sort of describes her mentality and what her thought process was when she did that and kind of in everything that she does right here. Why did you To like get Abishan in trouble. It was kind of like a punishment, you know, like a revenge thing. And I don't realize the shit I'm doing to people because I'm so mad. I like to be in control because I feel like everybody in my life like has hurt me. And I just, I feel like that's unacceptable. So I feel like if I'm in control, okay, I can't let nobody do that to me. A lot of my anger does come from my past. I'm hurt by my mom because he couldn't even get off drugs to, you know, be by my side. I'm very disappointed in myself knowing that I could have been out in 60 days, but I let my actions and my emotions get the best of me and that's it all work. So she says that she feels like her mom like never got off drugs. She says that when she's aggressive and she's the aggressor, she feels like she's more in control of her life. It she does to me sound like, you know, a victim of circumstance when she talks about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's had a very tough going, but I wonder if you played this for her what she would think of it. Well, right. We have that's why I'd, especially when it involves children. In reality TV, you these are characters. We're discussing Reyes the character, as was edited in the show. Mm-hmm. For all we know, Reyes had a bad day. They put all of it, spanned it over the whole episode so she looks like a villain. But the rest of the time, she's chilling. She's playing spades. She's teaching new people how to get involved. <laughs> she's, I, I did notice one thing that could suggest this theory. My Deepak Chopra moment. The funniest thing I saw. This is becoming a pattern. There's a white girl in there who had gelled down her baby hairs. Yes. What is this? Is this is a big thing in this show? Gelling the baby hairs. Yeah. 
And it's funny because that's not a. There are some people who would argue that that would be cultural appropriation. I'm not going to get into this with prison. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what if behind the scenes, Reyes was like showing all these people how to gel down their baby hair? She was yeah. like really funny. Right. You know what I mean? We don't know. She could be acting. Real I mean, this seems realistic, but reality TV is fake. I bet you Reyes does have a pretty good sense of humor. At one point, she does call Kennedy's pussy stanky. <laughs> stanky cooch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's. that's that uh, if I was uh, what's the, the warden, I'd be like, that shows a com comedian's mind, and uh, <laughs> you know, it was comedian. It was a comedian's act. It shows the, a <laughs> mind for humor. <laughs> yeah, and the other sort of big storyline is that Tiffany Chrysler has been locked up for armed robbery for uh, almost ten months, but she was sentenced to a year, and she's about to get released back out into society, into the arms of her mother, and back with her child who I think was like over a year old, and Tiffany's like 16. 16. Yeah. That is just too bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Tiffany is, um, you know what's sad too? That this show didn't become popular because if it became popular, maybe they would have had a chance to just like parlay it into like TikTok fame. That's true. Know? Yeah, they, this show got canceled because that, that detention center is closed. Now it's an adult women's prison. Really? Yeah. I think so the they just let I the girls the that grow up in there? <laughs> I think the detention center from season one closed. This one, I don't know if it did mm. close. Season one was at a different detention center that I think is now closed. I just wish there was a way to make things less gloomy. You know, like maybe they, I mean, they they made those those uh, Christmas ornaments. <laughs> when you see when you try to like spruce it up, it, to me it just makes it more sad. Like when they have yeah. a Christmas tree <laughs> with handmade ornaments with their faces on it, but it's set on that cinder block back wall yeah. background. It just, I'm like, this is sad. I probably would be like that, job. I probably would be pouty in prison. Like, I'm not going to see the positive. Like, I'm, when people try and see the positive in COVID, no, this was horrible. This was a horrible Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to sit around and say there was good parts. It was bad. It's done. I'm moving on. I mean, and John I feel Prine good died. <laughs> John Prine. Yeah, I mean, you did get to know Henry. A bit. So I would be a jerk in prison. Some guy would be like, oh, it's a good day. No, there's no good day. So we got to get through it. Crossing Pe up. People are compassionate, though. Like, for instance, like one of the one of the in one of the students, she's upset when she finds out she won't go be home in time for Christmas. And she's like silently crying. And so sad. And one of the one of the the screws, the hacks goes over and just starts comforting her just out of for no reason. You think I would do that? Fuck no. I just got to worry about getting home alive. Thin yeah. blue line. Yeah, I mean, Thin blue line. That's the other thing. Like, we didn't see any violence. You know what I mean? No. Reyes was, like, rude to this girl, Kennedy, but we didn't see any fights. We didn't see any, like, thing threatening. We just saw children, like, really in a bad bad place yeah so we all the guards seemed upset you know what i mean they were <laughs> no one was happy i bet you the turnover rate is insane because it's devastating yeah unless it's a government job then it's probably all right but it's privatized <laughs> that's really true i mean i think it's interesting though that you say like how you would be in prison or what you think what things might be like but i mean i can tell you what it's like when i went inside a women's, women's prison oh yeah yeah because i went inside what was it like oh, i'll tell you right now <laughs> Let me just uh, open up my phone, which has my memories on it, and then I can start <laughs> relating them to you. Um, in 2003, I cheated on my taxes, claiming I had no income when my Patreon podcast brought in thousands of dollars per month. I was living large, enjoying my income from stories about sex with John Cena and cutting Uncle Sam out of all of it. I'll, however, what I didn't know was that I was cheating on my taxes, not recording my Patreon income. 
Zach Brazau snitched me out to the feds, outing himself as not Italian and not a true paisan. The judge in my case was a media whore who loved creative sentencing, sentencing criminals to creative uh, punishments. He sentenced me to five years in a federal women's prison in the summer of 2004. It was a tough sentence. I was to serve my sentence in Anderson, West Virginia, in a federal penitentiary. I thought I would hate serving time in a women's prison. I thought it would be horrible and embarrassing, but it just turns out I acclimated quickly. Um, I took a job working at the license plate stamping plant, and it was the best job I ever had. My supervisor told me I did excellent work, and I started a prison book club where we discussed the literary works of Dan Brown, like The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons. Life was good, and my family thought that I looked great in our video calls. All this changed in October of 2004 when I got a new cellmate, Martha Stewart. She told me to call her M. Diddy and that she would now have the top bunk. (laughs) The first night, I told that I disagreed with her sentencing and that it was clear the feds were trying to get out to get her, just like Zach Brzezow had told me. M. Diddy told me that I was a dumb bitch and she slashed my face with a sharpened toothbrush and 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 broke one of my fingers when I refused to give her oral sex. M. Diddy terrified me for the five months that she was inside. She would terrorize and beat me anytime the guards put her in a bad mood. She crushed my left hand in the license plate stamper because she didn't like the independence <laughs> my job gave me. She would sell my mouth to other inmates for oh cigarettes and maxi pads and ramen noodles. <laughs> she gave me a tattoo just above my butthole that read property of M. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> when she was released, it was the greatest day of my life, but I was never able to recover from MDD's ter- uh, devastating stay in the prison. And although I was scheduled to be released in 2009, I committed uh, several more crimes just to stay inside. I was now institutionalized, and I was worried that nowhere ever would I be able to be to get this tattoo property of M. Diddy removed from my <laughs> butthole. I also did a stint in the clink. Really? For interestingly the same reason, actually. <laughs> I was put in jail for tax evasion. <laughs> I had made a mistake on TurboTax. It turns out TurboTax themselves ratted me out because I didn't pay for premium. <laughs> so as I went in jail as a nonviolent criminal offender, I was housed with many violent career criminals who taught me a lot about crime. <laughs> Having decided that Starbucks was not a great way to make a living because I didn't like cleaning bathrooms, I decided to turn to crime. Once I got out, I teamed up with a local pizza delivery driver. We cased houses and then figured out to rob them later the next day when they'd all be at work. However, after a couple robberies, we realized most Americans are over-leveraged on debt and are house poor. (laughs) There was nothing to steal. (laughs) People had a smart TV, but we couldn't really fence those because everybody already had one. They were pretty much worthless. (laughs) And most people no longer even had computers. They just had their phone. There was no jewelry. There was no money. There was nothing to steal. So I decided that I, too, would have nothing to steal by living simple. I asked to join the Amish. I learned Pennsylvania Dutch. I had a nice wife, and I lived happily. Now, the Amish do not have to pay Social Security tax, and as such, they don't get Social Security benefits because they take care of their own. I, however, had spent a few years in my 20s working and contributing to Social Security. So when I turned 65, out of nowhere, the mail buggy delivered me a Social Security check. (laughs) I had become a hated Amish billionaire. I was now making $226 a month from the government. 
I was living like a king, and Amish women wanted to try and have sex with me because of my newfound riches. <laughs> Eventually, the elder priest had to throw me out because I was living against the lifestyle. Now, without the famil- fa- familiar support of the Amish and only 226 to live, I was forced back out on the street and homeless. I had to turn to crime again, and I started stealing houses where I ended up back in jail. Damn. That's so sad. You started stealing houses? Stealing, <laughs> stealing from houses, <laughs> robbing houses. Uh, okay. I thought you were talking about stealing maybe a mobile house, a van house, no, which I would not approve sick. of. Have there been a mobile? There's definitely been a trailer robbery, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. somebody had to have stolen one of those. What about you, Jack? You ever got uh, yeah. locked up inside? So at the end, of, at the end of my teenage girl's prison stay, I decided <laughs> to stay away from crime. <laughs> I enrolled in community college, told my mom I loved her, and began to began pursuing a degree in social media communications. I learned the ways of the algorithm and how to make money off dancing TikToks and dressing four years younger than I was. <laughs> I was blowing up in TikTok. In TikToks, you know, on TikTok and on Instagram Reels, and my YouTube subscribers were growing. The D'Amelio sisters asked me to hang out. Nice. And I was invited to live in a hype house. <laughs> my career was blowing up. Then one night, after eating caviar with Logan and Jake Paul and Dogface, <laughs> <laughs> I started to get a slew of DMs from random people saying rude things. I opened my TikTok, and famed indigenous TikToker Notorious Creed. Oh, my God. Had created a video showing me wearing a Cleveland Indians hat, <laughs> doing the tomahawk chop at a Redskins game. <laughs> I was torched. I was torched, though, for being... Oh, no. Yeah. Chop at... The tomahawk chop at a Redskins game. He said, this is not how you appreciate. I tried to clap back, saying all my favorite teams had native mascots. That's <laughs> called equity. <laughs> <laughs> I was torched, though, for being incorrect. TikTok ended up considering me so racist, I was actually sentenced to another four years in prison. Wow. Charlie D'Amelio made a public statement saying, even though she's, of course, like ACAB and F the prison industrial complex, but what I did deserves life in prison. <laughs> I am back in prison getting in trouble for inappropriate touching. <laughs> Oh, damn, <laughs> dude. You got taken down by Notorious Cree. Dude, how is Dogface doing? Is he still putting out content? Is he still a content creator? Yeah. And yeah, when I you were having caviar, was he playing the song? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Dogface is up to. I'm sure he's um, pitching scripts to Fox and... <laughs> UPN. <laughs> we should make like a. We should pitch like a like a kids cartoon for Dogface. That's actually not a bad idea. So like kid, he's like a he gets transported into the future, yeah. and he rides a hoverboard, right? A hoverboard, yeah. and the hoverboard plays the song. Nice. And the hoverboard automatically has a tube that feeds in the juice. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's just him getting drunk. I've been drinking more cranberry juice since I came back to New York. Maybe it's that dog face influence. <laughs> <laughs> only a buck at the bodega. It goes down nice with like a little chopped cheese. It's only a buck, huh? I was shocked. It should be a dollar eighty nine, but I was getting a buck. I had a cranberry juice cocktail too the other day. Ooh, Careful, the apple juice, so much sugar. I like the pure cranberry. Careful, that sounds like that sounds up. like you're slipping closer to drinking. Yeah, yeah. the uh, they sell alcoholic cranberry cocktails for one dollar <laughs> in a what's what's the company? We should know Ocean, Ocean Spray. Spray. Ocean yeah. Spray. Blue Collar Boston guys, Ocean Spray. How does this? How do the words go? 
dog face skating by and he's making his millions. Dog face 208. <laughs> Is dog, dog face in Notorious Creed, are they pals? Because he's got the feather on his head. Tattooed dog on his face head. is also from Idaho. Notorious Creed is from Canada. They're not that far apart. No. Uh, probably Where 800 miles. <laughs> yeah. Dog face could skate on over there. <laughs> Notorious Creed is probably doing a rain dance, though. Dude, I bet there's some skateboarding TikToker who is like pissed because like, they're like really good. They do kick flips and they do Pop like grinds. And then like, you know, the the most famous skating TikTok is like a guy drinking cranberry juice while listening a to fucking take, Fleetwood Mac. Taking his skateboard to work because he definitely had a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> no, they gave him a free truck. I think the truck just got repoed. They should have no. given they they the truck out. No, no. The truck, the new, I think he had a, pr- his truck broke down or was repoed or something. Uh, then Ocean Spray bought him a brand new truck. Yeah. Oh and then, um. What it is that they uh, Ford gave him the new Lightning, and, yeah. and Joe Biden will drive him to work now. <laughs> well, you know the uh, he goes this sucker really moves. You know the conservative <laughs> conspiracy theory that there oh. was two wheels in there. Yes, that was Dogface driving it. It wasn't Secret <laughs> Service. It was Dogface. When you Wait, on this podcast, I heard about this. Joe Biden drives the the electric truck, and I went to look up the video. Immediately in the comments, there are conservatives saying like. Joe Biden is too idiotic and decrepit to drive, so he can't be driving it. <laughs> and it's everywhere. That actually parlays itself into a meme minute. It definitely does. Joe so. Biden driving the driving. Oh, truck. I've got one. I got a perfect one right here. Um, yeah. Joe, excuse me. Do you have any plans to uh, take take af- uh, to go after the prison industrial complex that's ruining children and keeping kids inside of the system? This sucker really moves. Yeah. <laughs> drives off. I love that. This sucker <laughs> no, really but moves. This one, uh, um, Joe Biden, when Kennedy gets transferred from the green room to the blue room, that sucker really moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Joe Biden in a teenage girl's uh, prison. <laughs> Joe, you're being sanctioned for touching hair. Oh. <laughs> Inappropriate touching. Inappropriate uh, sniffing. Me, yeah. me. This is like an audio. This is a. This is a visual. This is not a visual meme. It's an audio TikTok meme. Like someone would be, like my face when, and then this the audio that would be playing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, my face when Reyes roasts me for putting two thousand dollars on my commissary. It's good for this is Joe Biden. The Joe Biden clip of the speech. It's good for the economy. It stimulates everybody. <laughs> we all win. <laughs> it circulates money around the prison. Joe Biden, AOC in the Ford F-150 Lightning. <laughs> Joe Biden driving. Hey, AOC. So cool of you to come with me in this truck. Man, this sucker really moves, doesn't it? AOC. Uh, who's that really driving? Is that the rock next to you? <laughs> yeah. He's really driving. That's good. I would do well. uh, Joe Biden in the Ford F-150 Lightning. Hey, AOC, did you want to hop in? I'll drop you off at Whole Foods. AOC, <laughs> no, I'll be double parking my Tesla outside. <laughs> that's, a spe- that's actually a special voice command you give to the Tesla. You go, Tesla, pull an AOC, and it'll just pu- it'll park on the curb, it blocking a handicapped spot in, in, a, in a Whole Foods, so you can go in and get your... Uh, <laughs> You can get your your uh, your bottles of alcohol to throw through store white store white business store windows. <laughs> Wait, what is that? K- Kennedy and Kennedy and Reyes. Kennedy and Reyes. Okay, uh, first panel. Kennedy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't believe 
that I lost my burgundy shirt. Reyes, why did you lose your burgundy shirt? Kennedy, inappropriate touching. Reyes, ugh, the Biden rule. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's a better version of my first attempt. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Okay. Um, the teenage girl is in prison in the first Spider-Man. And then uh, she's who is she pointing at? The woman version of her in prison. Mm, <laughs> nice. Okay. What about this? Drake pushing away. Yes. Drake pushing away. Supermax facility in Denver, Colorado, filled with disgusting adult men. Drake pointing and smiling. <laughs> Laporte facility in Indiana, filled with teenage girls. All right, Joe Biden sniffing that head of hair from behind. Oh, yes. Joe Biden is uh, the prison guard. Then the head that he's sniffing okay. is suffering of the girl who can't, <laughs> who can't go home for Christmas. Oh, so he's sniffing that suffering, and he's trying to comfort through sniffing. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay, that's good. I got one. I got one. Um, Lisa making a point. Lisa making a point. Angry Lisa in front of the projector. Projector says, I should be allowed to touch a girl's boobies in here. Oh, that's okay. related. That yeah. makes sense, right? Because if she's locked up, she wants to touch, touch boobies. Okay, what about um, first panel? Um, the producer. Reyes, how come you decided to dump uh, Kennedy? Uh, second panel, Reyes. Well, I think she's a pig. Third panel, <laughs> Trump. Yeah, she's a pig. <laughs> you just wanted to Trump. get. Are we talking about Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> you just wanted to get a Trump slam on Rosie in there. Well, I felt like we were going hard on Biden. And That's I wanted true. To pull it back. Both sides, yes. equal, equal yeah. sides. Equity. Equity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think juicy hands. Oh, you have a juicy hands? <laughs> no, I can never. Um, I don't have a juicy hands at the moment. Oh, I got a nice, I got a wholesome meme. Okay. Wholesome meme. Schwarzenegger running super fast. Booking. Yes. Schwarzenegger booking it. <laughs> um, Schwarzenegger is, who's the girl who got, who is the girl who got, uh, who, who got to leave prison? Tiffany Chrysler. Yeah. Ti Schwarzenegger is Tiffany Chrysler. Who is she running towards? Oh, that That's is good. sweet. That yeah. is nice. Wholesome meme. That is wholesome. Um, Joe Biden <laughs> sniffing. <laughs> 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 then he just says, "I never knew baby hair gelled. Baby hair smelled so good. <laughs> oh, a new type of hair for him to sniff. That is good. <laughs> that's so gross. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm done. With I think that's now. the meme minute. Yeah, good job. Oh We went after Biden. No, no hold bar. We didn't go after him. We did the kind of stuff that people would do back when things were normal. You're just making fun of the guy, like we used to make fun of George Bush. The I believe get, everything we said about the Biden. people <laughs> who get angry about Joe Biden. Like they just terrify me. Yeah. The people sharing memes, like if you want the country to be saved again, vote Biden, impeach Biden. It's like what? What are you doing? Yeah. I don't like anger. Well, Trump is going to be back into president soon, so we don't have to worry about it. I don't think tr I don't think Trump will be able-bodied enough to win in 2024, but I do think Joey will lose. But no, he's 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 telling people he's going to be back in August. It'll be don't worry about it. Mike Lindell, the my C, the my pillow CEO, says he's got big time evidence. <laughs> he's you, what, put him what do you think, John? Do you think he'll be able to run physically in 2024? Well, I definitely won't be able to run. <laughs> <laughs>
in two years, right? He'll be back on Facebook. Yeah, two years. Mm, right in Facebook. time to remount his campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're, I, 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 who knows? Though the entire predictability of the U.S. Uh, democratic system is totally in flux. So I, w- I would hope that even if he did run, the I, the odds are that he would lose. But who knows? <laughs> don't worry, Yang Gang's got to save. I Poppy, Andrew yeah. Yang. Yang is gonna take over mayor. He's gonna. He's even if he loses, he's still gonna take it, baby. <laughs> His men, his incel crew, are going to just storm the Capitol. What else in Girls Incarcerated? I mean, yeah, it's just tragic. The scene where the girl, like, confronts her old friend and she's like, yeah, I'm high right now. It's like that you could tell that was a genuine moment that that woman was like, I'm having a relapse. And that girl was like, I'm afraid you're going to die. And the producers are just sitting there, like, making sure the lighting's right. It's fucking crazy. It is crazy. It did make for a moment of high drama on the show, though. Her, like, where are they now, claimed that she was clean since the day the... I I don't... Well, I I hope that's true. It's possible that she only was high that day because she was celebrating a sobriety milestone. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She might have hit six months and was like, okay, let me do... A little crystal just to have a good time. <laughs> and then tomorrow, back on it. Back on it. Same day. Do you think that... Uh, I bet you the producers have to offer like help to these girls. I bet you they have to be like, hey, like if you need to go to like a rehab facility, we can, we can facilitate that. I mean, it's probably not a law, but I think it would just look bad if you didn't. Right, right. If you were just like... They got to be paid, though. They're doing work. Well, we got our shot. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> peace. I like the peace. <laughs> Peace. Um, if you had a daughter locked up in in prison, like, do you think you would uh, be supportive? Add money to the commissary. Yeah, go definitely. visit her. Or would Depends you wash your did. hands of her? Depends what she did. I got. Oh, I can't say this on the phone. Well, what if she farted like wicked stinky <laughs> on a plane? It was ruled an act of bioterror. <laughs> but so you guys, let's say you had a daughter locked up. Would you, Jack? Would you be supportive? Go help her out. Oh, of course, dude. I, but. You know what I would tell her though? No inappropriate touching. You do any of that gay shit, you're cut off. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're straight for the stay. Uh you know, I would hope that uh she gets the help she needs in that prison. But I would also be like trying to get a good lawyer to be like, there's no reason for her to be in prison. Yeah. You know. I feel like in, she would have to commit a serious crime for her to go to prison. Cuz like if she did something drug related, First runaround. She's we're, she's going to Colorado to climb mountains to find right, herself, right. You know, it's like <laughs> she, she's been lucky. She's got the birth. What's that called? When you like get birthed into like win the birth lottery, affluenza. Yeah, she, yeah, she she wins the birth lottery. Not that she's gonna be super affluent, but we're gonna be able to send her to the Bahamas to kick the drugs for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, right, yeah, but that would suck. That would really suck. Especially crystal meth. <laughs> like, can you imagine? It's horrifying, yeah. dude. Her teeth would be all jacked up. A big She's theme of the show. Your toaster. Uh, a big theme <laughs> of the show is you are the company you keep and being influenced by bad influences. It would be interesting if, like, you were in this situation. You know, AA talks about pulling a geographic. It can't always solve the problem if you're the problem. But some of these people do just get caught up in a situation. Oh. It might be better if it was like. Hey, we'll send you to another state. We'll do an exchange. You know, you you can go. We'll pay for you to get your own place in there another are, state. Let you start over. There are definitely statistics on heroin addicts. So, like, they, your chances of recovery within, like, a three-town area are way lower than if you move outside of state. 
your your chances of recovery are much higher if you move. It's from good state. to start over. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's also like when it comes to like the heavier drugs, you got to meet the right people. Like if you're trying That's to true. avoid it, if you're trying to avoid crystal meth, right? And you don't know anybody who can get you crystal meth. You're gonna you're gonna have higher success mm, than right. if you're like I'm trying to avoid it, but also my boyfriend sells it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that makes it difficult. That does make it challenging. But why don't we do a Deepak Chopra? Yeah. So then we so we like to. Didn't you do an early? Yeah. One? The the cultural exchange of baby hairs within the uh, walls. That's right. Of a multiracial prison. Uh, my Deepak Chopra moment was um, the character of Reyes. Who is again sort of painted as a villain, but I appreciate that we got this monologue from her, hearing her sort of side of the story, her not really side of the story, but her explaining to someone maybe why she acts out the way she does, maybe not why, but how, how she sees it. And then at the end, uh, when they, before after she gets locked up for sixty days in solitary confinement, very harsh punishment, she uh, talks about how she um, has hope for the future. She hopes to be the first woman in her family to go to college. And she hopes to be the first woman in her family to have a baby after the age of 21. Yeah. That's I a hope hilarious she line, it attainable. attainable. <laughs> that line was so funny. <laughs> I want to be the first person in my family to have a baby after 21. I mean, are you fucking serious? I mean, a lot of people had babies before. I think my mom might be the first person in the family to have a baby after 21. My mom, you know, I think, that, was maybe... She might have been under 21. Yeah. Like 21 in 1957 and was like 27 man. now. You yeah, know? but you know that they're all of Reyes is... When Reyes is talking about her family... Reyes' grandma was born in 1960. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reyes' grandma was born in probably fucking 1980. You know? Right. <laughs> it's like... It's a little different. It's a, it's a, but it is, a, it, is a, it is a shot fired in the war against the fertility crisis. And that's important. That's true. <laughs> It is a good Everything point. you do is fighting against that fertility crisis, and we need to make babies because China. So remember that. <laughs> My um, Deepak Chopra moment was. Um, uh, I mean, I like the whole show in general. I thought it was really it's a, the humanization of the the workers there. Like, I thought that they were gonna be like uh, more awful, but they were. They were just doing a job, and it seems like a shit job, you know. So I like that. I thought that was uh, nice. And my, if I have a one critique, it's that every other media I've watched about when the prison has been a lot sexier than this. So that's kind of a that was kind of a letdown. <laughs> Usually it's caged heat, and it's like, oh, we're locked up together. Let me rub our t- my titties on yours. Well, I'm glad that wasn't in this program. <laughs> that's for, uh, I, that's true. That would make it. Uh, <laughs> Very uncomfortable. And Net- it'll be not good. Yeah. That was called Cuties, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other Netflix bit hit. Um, no, wait. Let me go on a five-minute tirade defending Cuties. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's, let's do a role play. Yeah, do a role We're play. On, then I'll defend Cuties. I'll be Gallopal. I'll be Reyes. I'll be um Kennedy. Okay. All right, girls. What's the problem? Why are we beefing? She's I got that stanky cooch. I already said it in the show, remember? <laughs> it was a classic line. Look, I got a t-shirt made up. Stanky cooch. When you Reyes. wear it, it kind of looks like you have a stanky cooch, Reyes. though, so I don't know. Here's the thing. That she can't wants be a burgundy shirt. You didn't get your burgundy. <laughs> okay, Gallopo. She wants Mr. to close Gallopo. the show. But I know that I'm I'm the closer. She's my she's my feature act, all right? And I don't like her plugging her merch in the middle of what that. What show? What are you guys <laughs> talking about? You're doing stand-up in the commissary? 
we I have mean, a, we have a new act that we're doing together, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's a showcase show. Well, yeah. this sounds great, girls. I'm so excited. You're using your creativity. There is what you would consider inappropriate touching in the act, <laughs> but That's it's part the of the act, right? Absolutely. You know what we say: anything that happens on stage doesn't count. So as long <laughs> as the there's still an audience, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as there's still an audience in the crowd, anything goes. All right. Well. I just want you to know, you're not the closer. Remember that. Listen to this fucking white bitch. <laughs> and I don't appreciate you calling me that. Yeah, well, I'm you got a stanky cooch. <laughs> I don't have a stanky cooch. I think you have... I st- am smelling <laughs> a hygiene issue, <laughs> girls. I'm going to have to get the nurse. So I'm going to bring a woman in here to, t- uh, you know, you guys need to clean up. Oh, please bring Nurse Jackie in. Wink, wink. Girls, are we showering every day? Nurse Jackie, you got the pills? No, what? What? <laughs> Come on. You know our guy on the outside gave, you the p- gave us the pills, yeah. gave you the pills to bring to us. Come right. on. Give me $500. No, you said it was. We, Why would it be free? Just you <laughs> It's <know>. not free. <laughs> We're just supposed to do our act for you. Yeah. No, I don't. You know, I. <laughs> That's what you agreed to in the emails, the JPEG emails. Yeah, but I've already seen the act six times. You girls are putting it on a little too frequently. But who's going to build the wall? (laughs) (laughs) If we kick the Mexicans out, who's going to build it? Shut it down. That's a You stole that joke from Ari Shafir. What? You just stole a joke from Ari Shafir. Menet. What's your name? Reyes. Reyes, We used to date. Yeah, well, I'm trying to forget you, and now I'm going to report you to Rogan. Yeah, Carlos Mestilla. Don't please don't tell you guys know what the penalty for joke thievery is. Don't don't tell Gallopo. Don't uh, tell Gallopo. Uh, <laughs> Did I hear joke thievery? Gallopo, no, it's not true. Reyes, it's not true. You were in here for armed robbery and assault of an elderly woman. That only carries a six month snip, but joke thievery <laughs> to commit the cardinal sin of stand up comedy? We're transferring you to the Supermax. No. With the Unabomber. You can serve <laughs> out your time with the Unabomber. That's four years in the box. Who's going to build the box? <laughs> There's no more Mexicans because Donald Trump. Good night, America. I give uh, I give Girls Incarcerated a, an 8. I give it a 9.5. Heart moving, emotionally wrenching. 9.1. Really good. Thank you, Uri. 